Welcome back to Heroes of the Faith, a show where we are inspired by the lives of the saints so that we can become saints ourselves. I am your host, Isaac Longworth, and today's saint is named Saint Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio, which might be a bit of a mouthful for you to say, uh, especially if you are not a native Spanish speaker, which I certainly am not. Uh, but Saint Jose is truly an amazing saint, and I can almost guarantee that you will be inspired by his life. Now, the reason I'm so confident in this is because I have a friend who is a pretty stoic guy. He's not very emotional. It's hard to know what he's thinking sometimes. And one day, a group of us was watching a movie on the life of Saint Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio. And during this movie, I watched the impossible happening. My friend was sitting there on the couch crying like a little baby. He was so moved by the life of Saint Jose. And after the movie, he shared with us that he was so captivated, so inspired by this saint that he felt led to grow deeper in holiness himself. So whether or not you start crying during this show, I hope that you too will be inspired as you learn about the life of Saint Jose. Well, Jose was born in 1913 in a city called Sowayo in Mexico, and he was the third of four children. So Jose was raised in a Catholic family, as Mexico was and is a predominantly Catholic family. And he grew up as an ordinary boy. He went to school, he went to catechism classes faithfully with his siblings, uh, but he really had a deep love for his faith, even as a younger boy. And he had a great devotion, especially to Our Lady of Guadalupe, this Marian title that has such a high honor amongst the Mexican people. And so in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe and special devotion to her, Jose and his family would pray a family rosary every single day. So Jose was very close to his Blessed Mother Mary. But when he was only 12 years old, something called the Cristero Wars broke out in his country of Mexico. And if you've never heard of the Cristero Wars, it's important that we talk about what was happening historically at this time in order to understand the life of Saint Jose better. So in Mexico, the president, whose name was Plutarco Callas, began to enforce anti-Catholic laws on the Mexican people. And he was doing this in an attempt to enforce state atheism across the country, which again, was predominantly Catholic. And so some of these laws went into effect forcing priests to only work under the authority of the government. They were only allowed to say mass when and where the government said that they could. Priests were not allowed to wear their clerical clothing in public or else they would be fined or arrested. And priests who refused to go along with these mandates had their churches closed down. The government began seizing Catholic schools and convents and monasteries, taking all of their property and assets for themselves. And the government was also supporting radical groups who would go around Mexico, desecrating churches and altars and targeting priests and bishops with kidnapping, beating, and even killing them by assassination. Now, of course, in response to all of this, many faithful Catholics began protesting peacefully against their government, demanding the right to be able to worship God freely. But in response to this, 
the government became even more heavy-handed, and the president ordered that churches be closed and locked up, barred, so that the faithful could not enter and pray. The government also began en masse arresting and executing priests and bishops who refused to comply. Now, during this tumultuous time, Jose and his family were going to the sacraments as often as they could, even though they knew it was illegal and punishable. But they would go to these priests who were secretly offering the sacraments in defiance of the government edicts. Now, obviously, tensions in Mexico continued to rise until eventually there was a full-blown Catholic armed rebellion that rose up to defend the church against the overreach of the government. And these Catholic rebels, these guerrilla fighters, were nicknamed Cristeros because the Catholics in the army would use the battle cry, would use the chant, Viva Cristo Rey, which means in Spanish, long live Christ the King, when they were going into battle. Because the Cristeros believed that Jesus was the real King of Mexico, and that he was above the president, and because of that, they were pledging their allegiance to Jesus first, in defiance of the atheistic totalitarian government under Plutarco Caius. Now, Jose's brothers had already joined this army. They had already become Cristeros, and Jose desperately wanted to join them as well. But understandably, because he was only 12 years old, his mother said no, and the general of the Cristero army refused as well. He just was too young. But Jose kept begging over and over again for an opportunity to fight for his faith. He said to his, his mother, Mama, do not let me lose the opportunity to gain heaven so easily and so soon. He was not afraid to die as a martyr for his faith. Eventually, his mother agreed to let him go when the general said that he would have Jose join the army as a flag bearer. So he wouldn't be as directly involved with the battles, but he could still travel with the army. And so reluctantly, his mother let Jose join the Cristero army when he was only 12 years old. So for two years, Jose lived with the Cristeros as their flag bearer. He would carry water for them. He would prepare the fire and serve food, wash their dishes, feed the horses and clean rifles for the army. And the soldiers became quite attached to little Jose as he was running around the camp doing all of these menial chores for them. But when Jose was 14 years old, there was a battle that he became involved in. And one of the Cristero leaders had his horse killed during the battle. And during the retreat, because they were losing to the federal forces, they were not able to escape. So Jose ran over to the Cristero leader and gave him his own horse, telling him that he was worth more to the army, that he had to escape. He was just a lowly flag bearer so he could stay behind. And so the general took Jose's horse and escaped. And Jose himself refused to retreat and gave covering fire until finally his gun ran out of ammo and he was captured by the federal forces. Now, when he was captured, the atheistic soldiers, they tried to get him to renounce his faith. And they tried to get him to say death to Christ the King in, in refusal of Jesus being the true King of Mexico. But Jose refused, and he kept repeating over and over again in their faces, Viva Cristo Rey! 
Long live Christ the King, and viva la Virgen de Guadalupe. Long live the Virgin of Guadalupe. He refused to succumb to their temptations. And while he was captured, he was able to write a letter back home to his family, which I want to read to you now, just so that you can get a picture of who Jose was and the heart that he had. He writes, My dear mother, I was made a prisoner in battle today, and I think that I will die soon but I don't care. Resign yourself to the will of God. I will die happy because I die on the side of our God. Do not worry about my death. Tell my brothers to follow the example that their youngest brother leaves them and do the will of God. Have courage and send me your blessing along with my father. Send my regards to everyone one last time and finally, Receive the heart of your son, who loves you so much, and who wanted to see you before dying. This heroic boy, only 14 years old, is unafraid of death, but he's using this letter to encourage his family, encourage them to deeper faith and prayer, staying closely united to the will of God. And he's expressing he is not afraid to die for the sake of of his king Jesus and the service in his army. What an amazing guy Saint Jose was. Now, Saint Jose was transferred to a church, the same church where he had been baptized as a baby, and the federal army had changed that church into a horse stable. They had destroyed and desecrated the altar, made it into a horse stable again as a way to mock and insult the Catholic faith in Mexico and drive it out. And so this is where Jose was captive for the time that he was imprisoned. They actually imprisoned him in the sacristy of the church. Now the mayor of the town where Jose was captured was actually Jose's godfather. And his godfather had succumbed to government pressure to renounce his faith in order to rise in prominence and power, which was why he was the mayor. So his godfather, even though he had renounced his own faith, he still had a soft spot in his heart for his Cristero godson, Jose. And so he went to Jose and encouraged him to abandon his Catholic faith so that he could be released. He offered to send Jose to a school in the United States so that he could be outside of Mexico, he could be safe there. He even offered to send him to a military academy in order to become a general in the federal army all if he would just renounce Jesus as his king. But Jose refused. He said, if you release me, I'll just return to the Cristeros. He would not deny his faith. And while he was imprisoned, Jose encouraged all the other Cristero prisoners to keep the faith. He prayed with them. He led songs and hymns in prison, encouraging them not to bow to the atheistic government, but to stay fast to the Catholic faith that they knew was true. Now in the church, along with the horses, the mayor also kept his fighting roosters. So these roosters would be used uh, to fight against each other and the soldiers would bet on who would win. And these roosters had free range in the sanctuary of the church. They were walking all over what was left of the altar that had been smashed by the soldiers. They would even perch on the tabernacle. Now, Jose saw this, and he was filled with anger at the way that the soldiers were mocking God by having these roosters in the church. 
And so he rushed into the sanctuary and he broke the necks of the roosters one by one. Now, when I learned this about St. Jose, I was reminded of Psalm 69 verse 9, where it says, zeal for your house has consumed me and the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. And this is what was happening with Jose. Zeal for the house of the Lord had consumed him, was burning like a fire in his heart. And when the soldiers, when his own godfather, the mayor, were insulting the Lord by hosting animals in the sanctuary, he felt those insults personally and did what he could to restore holiness to that church. Now his godfather was enraged by this defiance that Jose was showing. And so the mayor ordered the death, the execution of his own godson. When Jose's family heard that their son was about to be executed, they tried to secure his release with money, but it was to no avail. Fortunately, his aunt was able to smuggle into the prison the Holy Eucharist and give Jose communion one last time before he was sentenced to death. Now, on his way to execution, before he left, the soldiers used knives to cut the soles of his feet. They cut the skin off of the soles of his feet off, and they forced him to walk on these wounded feet all the way to the graveyard where he was to be executed. As he walked along in pain with every step, they mocked him and tried to get him to recant his faith all the way along. One of the witnesses who saw Jose being led to his death said, I saw the footprints of blood from the soles of his feet at the gate called Araguay that is on the street that leads to the cemetery. So the witness reports that as Jose was walking, his feet were leaving bloody footprints on the path because the soles of his feet had been cut off by the cruel federal soldiers. But Jose walked along all the way to the cemetery where he was to be executed. And they led him to the shallow grave where they were going to bury him. And they began to beat him and stab him, urging him to renounce his faith. But every time they did, he just kept saying over and over again, Viva Cristo Rey! Viva Cristo Rey! He said to them, You have done a lot to me, but God still allows me to continue. But when I can no longer speak, even if I wiggle my feet, then know that that means Viva Cristo Rey and the Virgin of Guadalupe. Jose was so brave. He was saying, you know what? You keep beating me. You keep stabbing me. I might not be able to talk very soon. But if I am unable to speak, know that if I wiggle my feet at you, that means that I'm saying long live Christ the King. Again, it's just such a heroic witness to the faith. Eventually, they could not get him to renounce his faith, and so they shot him in the back of the head, and he was buried there. Later on, his family came back to that graveyard and dug it up to retrieve his body. And already, the people of the town knew that he was a martyr because they began to collect the dirt where his blood had fallen to use that as relics. Jose was only 14 years old when he died for Jesus, his King. But Jose was filled with the Holy Spirit, and this allowed him to be the warrior that God had called him to be. 
Now, I think this is the main insight that Jose gives us into holiness, that if we want to become saints like him, we need to learn this, that we are all called to be warriors because we are made in the image of our God who is a warrior himself. Now, maybe you've never thought of God as a warrior. Maybe this is something new for you to hear. Maybe you imagine Jesus to be more of a nice guy, that he just wanted to get along with everyone, that he loved to be with children and he was kind and merciful. And, and don't get me wrong, Jesus is kind, loving, and merciful. But it says in Isaiah chapter 42, verse 13, that the Lord will go out like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal like a man of war. He will shout, indeed, he will raise a war cry, and he will prevail against his enemies. This is one of the images that scripture gives us of God, that God is a warrior. And we see this in Jesus, that Jesus came to earth to do the will of the Father, and that was to go to war. Jesus came as a warrior to do battle with Satan. Satan had enslaved his people, this people who he loved, and he came to rescue us. And of course, the devil wouldn't give us up without a fight. Jesus came to pick and win that fight with Satan. Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus coming in this warrior spirit. Even when he was born in Bethlehem, he came almost like an undercover invasion into enemy territory. And it was dangerous. You'll remember that the baby Jesus was almost killed because Herod tried to kill him. Jesus was on the offensive as soon as he entered into our world. And that continued throughout his life. Jesus did not back down from any fight, but stood his ground to stand up for what was right and defend those whom he loved. We see this happening in the temple when Jesus drove out the moneylenders with a whip who were abusing his people and using God's house to make a profit. When Jesus would exercise demons from people, he would deliver them from evil spirits. He was claiming ground from the enemy. These people belonged to Satan, but Jesus had had enough and was coming to rescue his people. He wasn't afraid to go to war. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to paint this picture of Jesus as some kind of bloodthirsty thug who's always picking a fight. He is merciful, kind, and loving. We know that. But sometimes love means that you have to fight for what you love against what threatens it. And that's what Jesus shows us. Jesus was not afraid to risk pain. He wasn't afraid to risk suffering. He wasn't afraid to risk death to fight for those whom he loves. It was love that compelled Jesus to that final battle on the cross. He suffered and died a horrible, torturous death out of love for us in order to destroy the power of sin and death that had held us captive. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Jesus disarmed the principalities and powers and made a public example of them, triumphing over them. The cross was a battle in which Jesus won the victory. He disarmed death and the powers of hell that had held the human race captive. Jesus was our warrior king. And as Christians, we are called to be filled with the same Holy Spirit that Jesus was filled with. 
Just as Jesus was filled with the warrior spirit of God, brother and sisters, so are we. The Holy Spirit enables us to be courageous. He lives inside of us, and he encourages us to go on the offensive to claim ground for our King, King Jesus. When we look around, we see that the world is filled with injustice and evil. And I believe that this is largely the case because Christians have allowed evil to flourish because we have not acted in our role of warrior that God is calling us to act in. We need to fight for what is good, what is true, what is beautiful, with the power that the Holy Spirit gives us by living inside of us. And I think Jose understood that call of a Christian to be a warrior. That's why he left behind the safety of his loving family in order to join a fight to protect the church from her enemies. He fought bravely as a soldier to the last moment. And even after his capture, I believe he fought even more bravely because he was withstanding temptation and torture for the sake of his true king, refusing to deny his faith. So let's pray for that grace today through the intercession of St. Jose. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Jose, you are the patron saint of youth and adolescence, and we turn to you and ask that you would help them with all of the pressures that they face, keeping them close to the faith, just like you were. Give us a love for Mary that you had. Give us a devotion to the rosary. Let us always remain close to our Blessed Mother. And St. Jose, we ask through your intercession that we would become the warriors that God has called us to be, just as you were. That we would always fight for what is good, true, and beautiful. That we would fight for our faith against the enemies of God and be willing to give up everything, just as you were, for the love of Jesus Christ, our King. St. Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio, pray for us. And with you, we say, Viva Cristo Rey. Long live Christ the King. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.